2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close,
1: real friendly, real fun. And it's Chrisello
3: and the man who hates the world. Is that my new name? It is for today. Matt Scraby alongside Tony Gwynn Jr. continuing on his vacation. He'll be back with us on Monday. We will hear uh, Tony's NFL picks, though. Our pick segment is coming up in about 15 minutes. Normally at this time of the day, we play a little Chris versus the fans, but we're going to table it today, Scraby. Uh, Manny Machado has uh, just finished second in the National League Most Valuable Player Award. Balloting uh, Paul Goldschmidt got 22 of the 30 first-place votes. So a pretty one-sided election. Uh, Manny did get seven first-place votes. Nolan Arenado got the other first place vote and he finished third. For Manny Machado now, Scraby, this is the fifth time in the last 10 years that he has finished in the top 10 of the MVP balloting. Wow. It is the fourth time in his career that he has finished in the top five of the MVP balloting. This is the highest he's ever finished. He finished fourth in 2015. He uh, finished fifth in 2016. Both of those were as a member of the Baltimore Orioles. He finished third in the shortened season of 2020 with the Padres, and now he finishes second with the Padres. Um, Again, these awards don't make a whole lot of sense. I'm not going to sit here and bemoan the fact that Goldschmidt won it.
0: No, we all kind of knew it was going to happen.
3: We all kind of did. He had it locked up in August because he was real close at that time to winning the triple crown. Uh he faded in September and I understand the whole season counts. But when you say the whole season counts, that also means that the first 5 months count. Yeah. And what Goldschmidt did in the first 5 months build up such a lead that even uh you know a, a semi ho hum September didn't cost him the award. To me, I liken it to a boxing match where one fighter wins the first nine rounds. The other fighter wins the last three. Who wins the fight? The guy who won the first nine. He wins the fight even though at the end of the 12th round, he may be more beaten up than the other guy. You know what I'm getting at? I do, yes. Because if you win the 10th, 11th, and 12th rounds, you batter this guy. Yeah. Now, he barely can get out of the ring, but he piled up such a lead in the first nine rounds that he wins the fight. That's you know, how I get it that. works.
0: No, that's that's a good analogy, actually. So
3: that's my analogy on the NL MVP. Goldschmidt built up such a lead that you couldn't catch him. He also finished with a higher OPS than Manny and a higher slugging percentage than Manny. Uh, you know, So it's hard to, to bemoan the fact that Goldschmidt won. The only thing... You know, the Padre fans are going to say, and I think it's rightly so, is that Goldschmidt had more help than Manny did this year. That's
0: my main takeaway from the yeah. whole thing. Yeah,
3: Goldschmidt, uh, you know, in the word valuable, Goldschmidt was very valuable to the Cardinals, but Arenado was almost equally valuable to the Cardinals, whereas Manny did not have his partner in crime all year long. There you was take, no well, Fernando yeah. Tatis Jr. the entire year. And even though Soto joined the team, Soto did not really put up the kind of numbers that the Padres hoped he would. So Manny was the guy from April right on through September. You know the main reason why the Padres got where they got. So like yeah, that's the argument that the Padres have and Manny has, and frankly, it's a decent argument.
0: The way yeah yeah the kind of the way I'm looking at it is if you were to take Paul Goldschmidt off the Cardinals, would they have made the playoffs? Probably, if you were to take Nolan Arenado off the Cardinals, would they have made the playoffs? Probably, if you take Manny Machado off the Padres, are they making the playoffs? Yeah. No.
3: I've heard that argument a million times, but you can also say that about a, uh, just about a million guys. Really? I mean, you really can say that about so many guys. You if can, you talk- but these guys were up for MVP. It's they like, were both it's- up for MVP. Manny was alone, and therefore, because he was alone, he should have won the MVP. Um I, like I said, I don't hate the argument. I just, yeah, I gotta, I, I, I can't, I can't, in all good consciousness, just say, you know, this is this is a total travesty. Now here's what is a travesty: the fact that Manny judged clearly today, right? Finished second, mm-hmm. well ahead of Arenado. Yeah. So Manny judged as the better player, yet Arenado wins both the silver slugger, and the gold glove, and Manny doesn't get either. It's because you you, you have different voters.
0: That is the travesty part of this. You have different voters. That's the travesty. You have, for the silver sluggers, the gold gloves, I believe it's coaches and players. Of course, it's different people, and maybe that's part of the
3: problem. And the MVP is writers. It's writers. You can't tell me that Arenado is a better hitter than Manny, and he's a better fielder than Manny, and then say that Manny gets to finish ahead of him in the MVP balloting. That's just...
1: That's that, is that very strange. part is a
3: travesty. Yeah. And that's why I keep going back and, and and being you know, I'm not upset that Manny didn't win the MVP. As I said, I, I it's hard to it's hard to call that anything, you know, foul play there. Goldschmidt had a hell of a year. And uh, you know, Manny had a had a better month of September, but you know, Goldschmidt probably deserved this thing. But w- my beef is with Arenado winning the gold glove and the silver slugger. That's my beef,
0: Scraby, and I'm sticking with that beef. No, I think you. I think you can have that beef. I Thank think that's you. a valid beef. It's a valid beef. How many more times can I say beef in the next <laughs> I sentence? No.
3: Oh, wait, but, wait, wait. But I'm Tony. getting a little hungry.
0: It's heaven in a piece of meat.
3: Yeah. Give me some and meat. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Goldschmidt so also wild. had the higher war percentage for, which is something that a lot of people look at. I don't because I don't understand it. But well, now that 7. I've seen the results, for Goldschmidt, six point eight for Manny in the WAR category.
0: Now that I've seen the results, and I was pushing for it, I was throwing it into the universe. I didn't actually think it was going to happen, like Chris said earlier in the show. And I said, "No, you're wrong. I do think it's going to happen." Yeah, I mean, I thought there was a chance, but now that I've seen he's second and he finished well ahead of Nolan Arenado, I feel like there is some respect
3: that. there. You can live with
0: that a little bit better. Yeah,
3: Goldschmidt had a higher batting average. Goldschmidt had more doubles. Goldschmidt had more home runs. Goldschmidt had more RBIs, right? Stolen bases, Manny won that, 9-7. to seven. Manny won the on-base by two points. Manny, I'm sorry, no, he did not win the on-base. Goldschmidt had a higher on-base. Goldschmidt had a higher slugging, higher OPS, higher war. I mean, he's supposed to argue that. It's pretty hard to argue all that. It is really so, hard to argue all that. Anyway, uh, the Padres' last MVP winner was? I think it's 100 Ken nineteen ninety six. All right,
0: I was gonna go through the Rolodex there. Uh, Randy Johnson immediately popped Who? to mind, but he was a site. Sci- Randy, Randy Johnson, jo- Randy Jones, duh. Not Randy, Randy, Randy Jones Johnson. not win an MVP. I do that all the time. I even when we did the pre and post game shows, we we interviewed Randy on the pregame show, and I called him Randy Johnson one time. He's like, "Don't call me that."
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. MVP Ken Caminiti nineteen ninety six. That's it. There's not another Padre MVP anywhere.
0: So, maybe next year. They got some good candidates on the team now at least. They got some guys that are in the running for it. You know,
3: I wanted to just really quickly check Tony Gwynn out. Cuz you talk about a guy that not Tony Gwynn Jr., but his dad. You talk about a guy that was right around the MVP award and never won it. Tony, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times. 12 times. Well, no, uh, I take it back because a couple times.
0: Ten times he was in the top 20.
3: Ten times.
0: Did he just did he just not win because he, 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 he was didn't in an era of power? power? Yeah. He didn't put up the power numbers. Do you think he would have won today? No. Really? Even if he's hitting like 350? Nobody cares about batting average anymore. Really 350, uh, who they is... care less about batting average now than they did when he played. Let me see what the uh, leader of batting average is here. What was Brandon Nimmo? Or no, Jeff McNeil was the guy who won the National League. 326. See, he, if he's hitting 355 or whatever. It would have been but he wouldn't have
3: given him the MVP over Goldschmidt. They look at OPS. Yeah, I they know. look at war. And it doesn't make sense. They look at home runs. Tony finished in the top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six times. The highest he ever finished, the great Tony Gwynn, the highest he ever finished was in the Padres' World Season World Series season of 1984, and that year Scraby, he hit 351, had five home runs, 71 RBIs, and 33 stolen bases, and he finished third. I thought best season for Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn. I'm so used to saying Tony Gwynn Jr.
0: Well, he was up for the MVP at some point, I'm sure. And I'm not saying that to make fun. Please do not text him or tweet him or whatever about that I said that. It was a joke. It was a Uh, joke.
3: I thought Tony, you know, Tony Gwynn Sr., one of his greatest seasons was 1987. He had 370 that year, had 54 RBIs, and had 56 stolen bases. Wow. But he only finished eighth in the MVP balloting that year. And how's this, Scraby? To give you an idea how important batting average is, in the classic 1994 shortened season where Tony Gwynn hit pale ale 394, six players finished ahead of him in the MVP balloting. Six! And he almost hit 400. That's crazy. A guy we had on the show at the Hall of Fame, Jeff Bagwell, was the winner that year. I'm not going to take it away from Bagwell, but six guys finished ahead of Tony that year, and Tony hit 394. Bagwell hit
0: 368. (laughs) Not bad. No, that's not, not bad that. at all, but I, 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 the more I think I'm about it, you, the more I'm okay me, with it. I'm just telling you, you asked me would he win the yeah, MVP yeah, now, yeah, and, and I'm telling not. you I don't think he would. But the more that I think about it, the more that I'm okay with Manny getting second place because, obviously, Paul Goldschmidt had a very good year. He did. All right, so that's the result
3: of the MVP. They will announce the American League winner within the hour, but uh, we're going to be off doing football. Coming up on Titans and Packers Thursday night football game, you'll hear it here on 97.3 The Fan uh before that though, we will have our Gwyn and Chris NFL pick 'em. I got Tony's picks handy. Do you have his picks?
0: Uh yeah, I can get those. Going. So I'll let
3: you uh I'll let you announce his picks when we get to that. I
0: might change him because I know better than he does. Oh.
3: Wow.
0: Another... <laughs> I'm talking I'm talking a lot of trash Hang in the last on, five an- minutes. No, yeah, don't text
3: him. It's another it's another thing for me to another thing for me to text him while no, you're gone.
0: Don't text him. <laughs> I'm joking, oh, Tony, if you are driving around town listening and in... Thinking, what is scrape doing? Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a quick time out here. Are
3: we uh, going to get some traffic in this uh, yes. break? Yes, we are. All right, and then we'll have the uh, pick them coming up after uh, that as Gwyn and Chris get set to wrap up for a Thursday.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: Time, final segment of a short program today on Gwen and Chris coming up on NFL football. Thursday night game, Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers heading your way shortly from Lambeau Field. In Green Bay, Wisconsin, smallest city to host an NFL team in the uh, National Football League, right? There's no. I wonder what the next smallest city is that has an NFL team.
0: That's a great question.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I don't really Buffalo.
0: Yeah, maybe Buffalo. I'm gonna look this up. Although they're
3: not hosting an NFL game this weekend. If you just tuned in, they're moving the Bills Browns game to the city of Detroit because of the expected big snowstorm. Supposed to hit Buffalo over the weekend. So, all right, time for uh, some NFL picks. Get you ready for week 11 of the National Football League. It's uh, Chris, it's Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony's not here, but we have his picks, so away we go.
2: Okay, NFL fans, it's time for NFL (laughs) Pick'em. But not like boring Pick'em like all the other sports radio shows.
1: We see who's the best in Gwyn versus Chris NFL Pick'em Edition on ninety-seven three. The fan, the fan, the
3: fan. All right. Despite the heroics of Scraby filling in for Tony last week, Thank Scraby you. picking up eleven points with that Monday night upset prediction of the Washington Commanders, uh, I still lead eighty to sixty-six. You sure do. So it's a fourteen-point lead, but that can change dramatically week by week. We have a three point pick, a two point pick, and a one point pick, and then we have our upset pick, and that's where uh, some of the points can really come into play. Tony went first this week, so he had his choice of any game for three points. Who did he choose, Scraby?
0: Uh, this is kind of a crazy spread, but he chose the Baltimore Ravens, who are 13-point favorites in the game over the Carolina Panthers. All right, now we don't
3: uh, involve yeah, yeah. the uh, spread. No, I know, so I know. All he has to do for the three points is Baltimore has to win. Why do you think that's a crazy spread? Carolina's
0: awful. But they're not 13 points bad. I mean, all right, well, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. He's
3: taking Baltimore. My first pick for three points is going to be the Buffalo Bills, especially now since they're moving the game to Detroit. Where they'll be in the nice cozy conditions indoors, and Josh Allen should be able to move up and down the field against a weak Cleveland Brown defense. So uh, I'm going to take, I can't believe the Bills are going to lose again. Maybe I'll be surprised. I mean, the Bills, everybody's Super Bowl pick, right? They've hit a they've hit a little bit of a speed bump here. They Let's sure see how have. they handle
0: it. By the way, officially, the Buffalo Bills are the, in population-wise, are the, the second, second smallest, smallest city, city in the NBA. Yeah. Green, NFL. Green Bay is 318,000 strong. 318. Have That's you ever been it. to Lambeau? No. I've been to Milwaukee, but I've not been to Green oh, Bay. Oh, okay. Because I, I know that the stadium is just kind of crazy. You walk up on it.
3: Anyway. 318,000. Right it's about the size of, what, Escondido?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't they know. Own,
3: they have their NFL team. We don't have one here. All right. Back All right, to the Go picks. ahead.
0: Two points. Who two points take? for Tony. He's going to take the Chiefs over the Chargers on charges. Sunday night football. Sunday night
3: football at SoFi Stadium. He's taking the Chiefs, who have the best record in the AFC at 7 and 2. Uh, my two point pick is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Bounce back victory, I'm calling for, as they go into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Eagles coming off their first loss of the season. Jeff Saturday can't possibly do it again, can he? Two straight weeks? Nah. We'll find out. I'll take the
0: Eagles for my two point pick. And now we get to our one point pick. And uh who did Tony select? Tony selected with his one point pick, the Cincinnati Bengals over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Steelers are home in that game. Yes. So a little bit of a
3: little bit of a Steelers are there. bad right now. They're... Steelers are uh they're you know what? I was talking to uh, Michael Valenzuela. Uh, oh, our, he's a uh, huge Steelers fan. Our, uh, he, well, I'm going to tell everybody who he is. Not yes, everybody knows who he is. He's our uh, market uh, boss here yes. in San Diego for uh, all of the Odyssey uh, studio uh, shows. Uh, terrific guy, but he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, yes, and yeah. he was bemoaning that to me the other day. You know how you're happy to see your boss, but it's always a little bit of a thing when you get on the elevator to go home and your market share boss jumps on there with you <laughs> you know i mean i like michael we get along perfectly well no there is
0: something to but that there's just
3: always a little bit of a eh.
0: so like, we were talking football so i gotta stand up a little straighter yeah you know gotta, gotta look be alive. a
3: little bit more professional yeah make it look like the show was really you know we put a lot of effort oh into yeah it show took a today. lot out of me yeah but he was bemoaning the Steelers and I told him, I said, Michael, come on, man. The Steelers have been so good for Forever. so long. You can have one season that's uh, not up to snuff.
0: Not no I yeah. You know, but uh, yeah.
3: That's what they're having.
0: All right, my one point
3: pick is the New York Giants. Uh they're home to the Detroit Lions. Although the Lions have picked it up a little bit here.
0: They have. The Giants are still seven and two, right? What a year they're having. I, what a year they're having is right. Yeah. I I can't, I I don't know if they're for real yet, but seven and two is pretty impressive. I
3: think they're real enough to beat the Lions at home. So I'll take the Giants for one point. Okay. Not happy with this one, though. Yeah,
0: this is why I wanted
3: you to do his pitch I know. I know. Because I thought it would be really funny. All right, who does
0: Tony Gwynn Jr. select as his upset pick of the week, Scraby? Well, he just lost out on eight points because he selected the Arizona Cardinals to upset the San Francisco 49ers, who are favored by eight points in Mexico City. That is a great call. That's not a great call at all. (laughs)
3: That's a fantastic call. It's
0: not a good call at all. First of
3: all, the game's being played on a neutral field. You'd have no idea how the 49ers are going to react to being in a foreign country. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. I, I don't. But you know what they're practicing in Colorado to get used to the five thousand two hundred eighty feet of elevation there. Really, in preparation for the seven thousand yeah. like two hundred feet Kyle of elevation Shanahan in Mexico City. Is
3: No stone unturned. Of course he does. I can tell you, Kyle, in all your preparation, that I don't think one or two days of practice is enough to get you acclimated. Having, are you played- a doctor? No, Kyle but, Shanahan is. No, but the yeah, I know, but I know that the Aztecs basketball team has to deal with this altitude thing all the time. Yeah, they do. The and dome it's of doom not that easy to deal with. But uh all right, so Tony's going to go for the Cardinals. They are an 8-point underdog, so if the Cardinals beat your 49ers, he will get 8 points. Uh, my upset pick this week, I'm going with the Chargers. Charges? Chargers. Charges must win at home against Kansas City. It'll be worth 6 points to me. If my upset pick is correct. That's going to wrap up our show today for Tony Gwynn Jr. and Mr. Scraby. I'm Chris Ello. Stay tuned. NFL football Thursday night edition coming away next. We're back tomorrow at two, a full four hours together.
0: Oh, yes. So we'll
3: see you on Friday here on 97.3 The Fan. Ta-ta.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,